Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please subscribe to our weekly Boston Bruins hockey talk on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify Podcasts. We'd certainly appreciate it if you give us show a five-star rating along with a written review. You can also subscribe to our official YouTube channel for a video version of our weekly program. If you'd like to support our show financially, please go to our blackandgoldhockey.com website and click on our affiliated fanatics banner before shopping online another way to financially support our weekly program is to become a patreon member to be eligible for weekly boston hockey prizes and monthly boston bruins hand signed jersey giveaways please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and donate just one dollar per episode many thanks for the continued support and enjoy the show What's up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is episode 293 and is a bonus podcast as fellow hosts Dominic Tiano, Kevin O'Keefe, and myself have a special guest joining us a little later in today's program. I want to remind our faithful listeners that we're looking to add more Boston Bruins-related programs to our BNG Podcast Network. We're also looking to add more website writers and looking for YouTube video creators. If you have the time to produce audio, video, or written content weekly, please reach out via email address, LLC at gmail.com. Now, without further ado, here's our interview with 2022 Boston Bruins sixth round selection and WHL Swift Current Broncos goaltender, Reed Dick. Mm-hmm. 
What's up, Bruins fans? And as we mentioned to begin the program, we do have a very special guest, and his name is Reed Dick, and he is a Boston Bruins 2022 sixth-round NHL draft pick and currently playing with the WHL Swift Current Broncos. Reed, thank you very much for joining the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. How's the summer going so far, bud? Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Um, it's been a really good summer. Obviously, started with my the draft day and then my week in Boston, but uh, it's been a really busy couple of weeks, but it's it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, when we start uh, our interviews here, we like to get to know the, the players a little bit more, get a little bit of history. Uh, and uh, we always want to try to begin by getting to know each participant with a little bit of background into the player's past. So uh, what age did you start skating as a child? And also, uh, who inspired you to go in the crease and play goal in the first place? Yeah, for sure. So I would have started skating just about as soon as I could have. I had two older brothers um, who also play hockey growing up. Um, so I was kind of just following their footsteps. Uh, so it's kind of just my trajectory to, to get on the ice. So I started skating as soon as I could have, um, played player for a while. Um, and then I always wanted to be a goalie, but my mom was always hesitant about it. So uh, I was always playing half and half, half goalie, half player until I was about 12 years old. And then I made the full-time switch to being a goalie. So I finally won the argument there. Uh, which I'm pretty happy about. Um, and uh, my oldest brother, Griffin, he's uh, he's 20, 23 now. Um, so he was a goalie growing up. And I just always loved the position, always loved putting on the gear. Um, and then my dad, I was also a goalie. And he unfortunately passed away when I was eight. Um, but uh, he was a goalie and played some junior hockey. So uh, I felt like it was kind of kind of a good place to start and good place, good people to follow. And I kind of just fell in love with the position and, and stuck it out. And here I am today. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. It's funny that you said that she um, was hesitant about you playing goaltender. Was it because she was afraid that you might get hurt doing that? Because I feel like being a player, you know, skating up and down the ice, there's probably a little bit more room for injury there. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I totally. I just, I think she just wanted me to be a good skater and not get into it too fast. Um, not right. be a goalie too fast and get, get uh, stuck in one position. So it worked out well. I mean, it did help help my skating, I think, too, um, and seeing both sides of the game for that long. Um, it worked out well for me, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. I was going to say, you know, when you got older brothers, the, the youngest is usually forced to play in net because uh, they don't want to. So uh, <laughs> it, good to hear that your older brother uh, was a goaltender, too, so you sort of followed in those footsteps. You've been very successful throughout your career so i i want to go back to your time with the uh pembina valley hawks um you made the jump from their under 15 program to their under 18 program in a year so um all the experiences you had growing up as a kid you were you were probably for the first time going up against older players in in an organized uh league what was your mentality going into that 2019-2020 season? Yeah, so I was super fortunate enough. Our So that would be our AAA team. That's kind of a regional team. And I'm super fortunate that the, the rink we play out of was about five, ten minutes from my house. So um, I got to stay at home playing AAA hockey and stuff until I moved on to junior, which I'm super grateful for. Um, but, yeah, that jump, it, I knew it was going to be a big jump, obviously playing with guys two years, three years older than me. Um, but I was just looking in to go, go have some fun and go prove what I could do. Um, 
I did have a lot of friends still playing on the team, um, even though they were a year older. So it made it made an easier jump that way is like locker room wise and I was comfortable there. Um, so I kind of just came in and did my thing and, and just played hockey and then had some success with it. And um, it's really unfortunate what COVID did to our end of our season, but um, we were, we were, we were looking really good in playoffs and unfortunately we, we couldn't see the ending, but uh, it was a really good year. Yeah. You had some outstanding dazzling numbers. I, th- I think you only lost, you were 17, four and oh, that season. Uh, I'm just going off the top of my head. I can't remember now, but, and three and oh in the playoffs until uh, the season was finally ended. So yeah, dazzling numbers. Yeah, yeah, thank you. We had a we had a really good team. We had a pretty strong decor too. So it wasn't just me um, out there, but yeah, it, it was it was a fun year. Yeah, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about last season, if I could. Read tough season for Swift Current. Uh, missed the playoffs by one victory, I believe it was. Um, you faced a lot of rubber, and you know. People who don't get to watch you play, they look at the stats, and and stats don't always tell the whole story. Um, So as you can see behind me, I got a a tweet up there from World Hockey Report, and if you can't see it, it says, the Swift Current Broncos have a legit tendy and someone who is going to get a, a steal of a prospect in the draft. Talk to me about how difficult a season it was for you and the, and the team to, to miss out the way you did, but the, how the experience has helped you out a, a lot going forward. Yeah, there was a lot of learning uh, lessons learned last season. Obviously um, there's a lot of ups and downs for, for me personally and for the team. Um, but either, I still took a lot from the year. It's still a, still a great year. Um, I didn't quite get the net quite as much as I wanted to. Um, we had a really good, 20-year-old goalie, um, Isaac Poulter, playing, and he, he had a really, really good year and um, ended up getting a contract out of last year, so super happy for him. But, um, you know, it's hard for me. Right? He's a uh, Ducks he U- Utica. Yeah, he went to Utica okay. AHL. Yeah. So it's hard for me just to find my consistency that way of, of not getting a net um, as much as I'm used to and, and trying, to be, trying to be perfect every two weeks, every week and a half. I learned is, is very hard to do. So um, I really looked at it just as a developmental year, um, just trying to improve my game as much as I can in practice and stuff that way. And then um, really work at what I can in games and, and just go out and have some fun and try to win a game um, when I get in the net. So it was a really good year that way. And um, we had a really good group of guys. Um, like you said, it's it left a pretty salty, salty taste in our mouth, just missing playoffs by a game. Um, I think we were, we ended the year 0 and 4, so that was a, a really tough stretch for the guys. Um, but we're coming back this year with a lot of returners, a lot of the same core. So um, we'll be a very exciting team to watch this year. Uh, Reed, going back to your uh, draft in the 2022, uh, about la- early last month, um, where where were you uh, when you were selected in the sixth round? Um, and were you surrounded by family and friends, or or? Um, Oh, and and partic- more particularly, how was the uh, the moment for you and family when and when when the pick finally came down? Yeah, so I had some family over and a, just a couple of close buddies. I didn't I didn't want to make it a close thing because nothing's ever set in stone. So um, didn't want to send too many people home disappointed if it didn't work out. Um, but thankfully it did. So I had a couple of my close buddies and um, lots of family there. Um, and 
you know, I was just sitting in my basement with a couple of my couple of my close buddies and my my mom and her friends and family were upstairs and um yeah, it was just sitting there, it was pretty nervous, so it was a long day. Um, but then seeing some of my teammates go um ahead of me and stuff, it was awesome seeing those guys go. Just a really good look for our organization um in Swift Current here. Um and then when my name finally got called, it was it was just a rush of emotions, obviously. It's it's something you dream about and it finally happened and it's it was unbelievable and um really happy I gotta gotta experience the moment with um everybody I wanted there. So it was just an awesome day and then uh, obviously you get on the phone with with people from the organization and they're telling you welcome and stuff and it's just it's a long nervous day but it it's you feel very relieved by the end of it. That's awesome. Congratulations by the way. Thank you. Yeah. yeah um you sure. know yeah, and, and Reed, so the Boston Bruins, they're very particular when it comes to their goaltenders that they pick. Um, so it's definitely a good thing you're picked by the Bruins. It shows that you're a good goaltender. Uh, they have a lot of success when it comes to their goaltending and drafting. Um, so have you been able to talk with uh, Bob Asenza or any of the goaltending coaches at all yet? Yeah, Mike Dunham actually just texted me today, checking in. Um, so he's their development guy, development goalie coach. Um so when I was in was in Boston for development camp, I got to meet Bob and and Mike. Um, they were both there to work with us a bit. Um, so it was super cool. Um, growing up in Manitoba, Bob Asenza is kind of a kind of a Jets legend there. So it's pretty cool to, to meet him finally. Um, just yeah, super cool to meet him. And and they're both great guys, both very knowledgeable. So um, I'm really looking forward to getting to work with them a little bit more in the future here. That's that's awesome. And I do have a follow up question if I can real quick. Um, I, I remember when you were speaking about your past season here with the Broncos, you said you'd be going for a week, week and a half, sometimes two weeks at a time without getting into the net. And that made it hard for you to kind of get into a groove. Now, the NHL is going more towards a one A, one B type of goaltending situation is what we're seeing. Is that something you'd feel more comfortable with? Um, to be honest, now, like now that I went through it and. I've kind of learned how to deal with it. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with anything. Obviously, I wanna I wanna be in the net as much as I can, and I really, no matter what the situation is, you're never gonna be gonna be completely contested on the bench, right? So, um, I think it is good to have a one A one B situation. Um, keep both guys fresh, and then obviously you're gonna lean on a guy in playoffs, but he's gonna be fresh for playoffs. So, um, and especially at my age, like it's more of a developmental league. I mean, everyone's trying to win, obviously, and you're pushing hard to win, but um, it is also no one wants to be be a good like junior player, right? You're always trying to be a pro player and be a good pro player. So um, I, I'm a big fan of the one A one B, but um, you never want to be the one B. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you didn't get drafted by Tampa then, because we know what the situation is over there, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a unique one. It, that's pretty locked yep. up. Reed, I, I want to talk a little bit about the top prospects game. Uh, I live in Ontario and I cover the OHL. So getting out to out to watch dub games live is is uh, kind of impossible for me. So um, I was at that game and I, I want to read to you what I what I saw, if I can. Um, so this was my takeaway: positionally sound, takes up a lot of room. When down on the butterfly, he extends his legs and remains flat on the ice. He gets up quickly from the butterfly. Post-to-post movement is very good. Absorbs pucks very easily. Uh, rebound control is good. Very good at tracking the puck and plays in front of him. 
lightning quick reflexes, never gives up on a puck. So that was my takeaway from a game you entered. I believe the score was three to one at the time. You stopped 23 to 23 shots in the, the last half of the game. So how close am I in describing you and how much time do you actually get to spend in the off season with uh, Dave Rathjen, uh, your goaltending coach? Yeah. So Dave is our, our swift goalie coach and he lives in Edmonton, Alberta um, all year round. Um, so it's a bit of a, bit of a distance between us, our summer homes. Um, but I, I go out and work with them for a, a week in the summer. Um, just a full week to work with them and, uh, we're in contact all summer long, but it's just kind of through the phone call, through FaceTime, stuff like that. Um, so I have my own my own goalie coach back in Winnipeg, Manitoba, that I work with during the summer. Um, but I do get to see Dave once, once for a week of summer and then talk to him on the phone quite a bit. Um, and, yeah, like like you said on your notes, I, I take pride in my compete level. Um, I'm not always the most orthodox goaltending. You don't always make the save, make the save look the, the simplest or anything, but I just – I mean, I, I just battle and just really try to keep the puck in any way I can. And um, it's something I'm working on to make it look a little easier. But, um, yeah, just just it's, a, it's still a work in progress. Well, Bruins fans are used to Timmy Thomas. So, you know, <laughs> a little bit unorthodox is okay with them. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a two-part question for you, Reed. Um, uh, what were your thoughts of the city of Boston when you uh, visited development camp? And also um, – Give us your thoughts on the uh, facility at the Warrior Ice Arena, top-notch place, huh? Yeah, unbelievable. Um, so when I first got to Boston, driving in, just keep in mind I come, I live in a city of 12,000, 13,000, um, grew up there. So anything is a big city, but, um, yeah, that w- it was unreal. Uh, driving by, seeing the, seeing the garden, and then um, on the way to Warrior Road Arena, obviously driving by Fenway. Um, seeing that and I didn't unfortunately we didn't get to do too much touring or anything Um, didn't have too much time during development camp but um, really looking forward to hopefully seeing the inside of Fenway one day and maybe catching a Red Sox game and uh, maybe in a Celtics game or something like it's it's an amazing city and um, I haven't heard anything but good things about it and um, I just really look forward to seeing more of it Um, let's see so I was I was going to actually ask this earlier. It, it might be a little bit off topic now, but I'm going to just ask anyway. Um, is there a goalie that you model your style of goaltending after at all? Um, for me, I try to – it might sound like a cliche, but I try to play like Andre Vasilevsky just because, I mean, we're both pretty lanky guys, um, and we both make a lot of athletic saves and, and rely on our athleticism a lot. Um, so that's something that I try to take away from him, and he's got he's got great hands, and he's always over top of the puck, and – um he's he's a really good skater which is something i'm trying to get to i'm um, not quite as good on my edges as he is and stuff like that but um i don't think you can go wrong modeling your game after after him but um he just he just has a lot of good things in his game that i that i try to follow uh reed a lot of skaters now uh are more get more and more into lacrosse uh because there there's a skill set that in lacrosse that can help them as, as hockey players, but uh, you're a baseball player in the off season and a catcher. Am I correct? I was. Yeah. I, I took the yeah, last two years off, but yeah. So yeah. how, how does catching and baseball help you? Cause I know you have a lightning quick uh, glove hand in hockey. So uh, do you think that helps you in any way? 
Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think just playing playing as many sports as you can growing up is is never going to hurt you. Um, developing different parts of your body, like muscle wise, like each sports require different muscles, and um, playing as many sports as you can just really makes you a complete athlete. And for me, I fell in love with baseball too. Um, growing up, it was play hockey all winter, play baseball all summer, um, and I did that right up until. I was 16 years old, I think. And then I still like to throw the ball around and, and play some ball here and there. But um, obviously, you can't play too competitive with where I'm at in hockey. So um, I really think baseball is just – it takes your mind off the, the game of hockey. Um, it makes you think a different way, but it keeps you mentally engaged um, for a long period of time, just like hockey would. So um, there's definitely good takeaways, and um, I'd really recommend anybody else to go to go and play some, some summer sports in the off season. Um, Reed, I want to tail off on that a little bit. Do you find that uh, younger hockey players, they're not all about hockey 24-7, you know, 52 weeks a year anymore in the training regiment, like so many previous outstanding NHLers have done. But do you think that now that as the game evolves and the talent gets better, that you need a break? You know, you need to, like, get away from the game for a little bit and, and, and mix it up like you did with baseball and so on. Do you think that's more apparent as the game starts to grow moving forward with, with the younger players? Absolutely. Like, you got to go and be a kid still. Like, you're not just – you're not a pro athlete when you're eight years old. So, uh, you got to go and be a kid. Like, you, you have stuff you love to do and you got to, you gotta like, fulfill your hobbies and stuff. You got you can't just be all focused because by the time you're – you're 18, you're going to be sick of it, right? You're going to be so focused for 10 years, you're going to be sick of it. So, um, yeah, you got to go and do other things and, and really get your mind off of hockey for, for months at a time, honestly, in the summer when you're young. Like, um, for me, I, like, like I said, I only became a goalie when I was 12. Um, and, like, I, I took my mind off of hockey in the summer. I was all, all in on baseball, traveling over the province. So um, I think it, you got to find a balance that works for you. Not everyone's going to be the same, but um, you definitely need some – out um, of hockey to to reset and, and just refresh your mind for the season um, coming up. Yeah, you don't want to burn yourself out too young. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kevin, it's, it's before, great that. Go ahead. Sorry, I got a follow up even to Mark's follow up. So <laughs> this week you're on the ice, read with um, with the kids uh, on the ice with the kids and. You know, these these kids look up to you sort of like a role model. So do you actually talk to them about that uh, when you're with them and about getting into other sports? And because and, uh, I'm not sure what the age group was that you were with this week. Yeah, so it was like a kids camp. So there's multiple groups. Um, the youngest was, yeah. I believe, a U, U7 group or a U9 group. And then the oldest was U12 or U11. Um, so kind of right in that age group. And. I do try to just see what they're doing in the summers and stuff, like just have conversations with them because um, they're they're there to have play hockey, but they also it's pretty cool to have um, the Broncos on the ice with them, and that's kind of their their highlight of the week. Um, so it, it was a really good week, a lot a lot of good kids and stuff, and um, it was a long week. There was two skates a day and and some dry land, so the kids were pretty tired as the week went on. But um, it was good to see all those kids out there and and working hard in the summer and stuff like that. So it was good to, good to see him. Am I allowed to ask a question now, Dom? (laughs) Is that okay with you? (laughs) Um, Okay. So uh, we were talking a little bit about what you're doing outside of hockey, as far as other sports goes, but 
honestly, a lot of people out there forget that people who play hockey or any other sport professionally or, you know, however they play it, they're also human. They have a life outside of the sport. So do you have any hobbies or any favorite TV shows, movies, anything like that, that helps you get away from, you know, the rigors of hockey and training and just getting yourself into that? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of golf in the summer as well. Nice. Um, it's kind of been my more of my summer sport lately. Um, love to go, go golf with a couple of buddies. It, it's a, it takes up a lot of time and you're out there and on uh, the sun and stuff. And it's just really good for you. So I, enjoy, I really enjoy golf and um, TV shows. I, I'm a Netflix guy a little bit. Um, I like the office friends. Um, I'm getting in, I've watched the ranch a couple of times over. I'm a big fan of it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, you got to find some, something else to do away from hockey and you got to live your own life a little bit. Um, so for me, it's just in the summers, it's golfing. And then in the winters here in Swift Current, it's just hanging out with teammates at a house or something. Um, not much to do here, pretty small city as well. Um, but just, just being with their teammates away from the rink, um, getting to know them a little differently, not as, not as hockey players is, is good too. Good. It's a, um, you know, if you like golf, uh, it seems like maybe you should have been drafted by the Maple Leafs. But I mean, it's, uh, it's, well, I had to throw it in there. This is the Boston Bruins podcast. I had to do it. That's funny. Uh, redialing it back in a little bit. Uh, let's go back to development camp. And what I, what I really want to know, because this is the first goaltender we've had on since Jeremy Swayman back in 2019, I believe. Um, and. So I don't. I'm a goaltender myself. Uh, C league, uh, deck hockey, ice hockey, and roller hockey, and I and I beat my body bad. So I'm feeling it. See the gray hairs <laughs> here. <laughs> but um, my question to you is like uh, Bob Asenza and and Mike Dunham. Um, his addition have really made this Boston Bruins goaltending tandem of teaching younger folks like yourself um, to a higher level. So meeting those two for the first time in the five day duration of development camp. What did you really take away from how they are as people and how they move the message of systems and how to prepare yourself and so on? Yeah. I mean, both those guys had great careers. So um, when they say something, you listen, cause they're, they're not, they're not trying to make you worse. They're definitely trying to make you better. So um, they were for the development camp week, they kind of just let me play my game. Um, just wanted to kind of see where I was at and stuff. So I didn't get too much feedback. Um, Obviously, they gave me a little bit here and there and stuff and made some minor tweaks. But um, it was kind of just that week. It was kind of just get to know them, um, get to know their, their coaching style and, and what they like to see from me and what they want to see me get better at that way. So um, there's obviously some tweaks in my in my game that they'd like to see, um, get a little more flow to my game, um, a little faster in the crease, obviously, that stuff. But um, it was just nice to meet them and their personalities and uh, for the week and, and that way. Yeah, I thought you did a fantastic job uh, during the all five days. I covered it as a media member. I'm a uh, Providence Bruins uh, credentialed writer, so I, I stayed right behind the net watching you on, 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 on several occasions. Yeah, I was the crazy guy with the camera right behind the net taking all the shots. So, uh, No, but it was, it was good to see you out there. You were really trying hard, and I think you really put on a really good show for the Bruins brass uh, to take – that forward and and kind of you know obviously gonna you're gonna play in uh, Swift Current this next uh, this season and possibly even next season and and after your 20 year old year uh, uh, hopefully I'd like to see you in Providence with the AHL uh, club the top minor pro affiliate of the Bruins and and who knows from there but I think that they uh, 
I think they hit on something with you, and I like the way that the uh, the staff mentioned that they weren't they weren't concerned about your numbers this past year or any of your numbers uh, as a as a pretty much a backup because Isaac Poulter and so on were really had the reins. But this is your year to shine, and then next year, your twenty year old year. So hopefully, uh, you get in the fold because uh, there's going to be some holes in this uh, in this goaltending core sooner or later, and you might just fit right in there uh, nicely. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, don't mean to correct you. I like I have two more years, three more years, including my 20 year old year here. But um, I do still hope to be in Providence um, after my 19 year old year, 20 year old year there. So okay. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and like I said, we have a really good group here this year, so um, we should be should do some damage and hopefully have a playoff run um, the next few years. So yeah, I, I think I it was actually Mark. Bob Asenza that said uh, they've ha- the Bruins have ha- had their eyes on you for some time. So I think it goes back to prior to your to your WHL season. I remember reading that quote, Bob. Yeah, that could be. Um, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Mark though. I was I was only at the development camp for for one day. Unfortunately, work called. But the day I was there, um, you definitely seemed like one of the standout prospects for me, um, you know, for for that day that I was there. So it it was great to see. But I actually only have one more question that I actually had written down. So I think this is a good uh, spot to put that in. Um, What areas of your game do you believe you need to improve on moving forward? Yeah, for sure. I would love to be or I'm going to be. Um, more patient. I need to be a little more patient on my feet. Um, and then that, that just improves my skating. It lets me beat more passes on my feet. Um, and that, that's kind of the, the role of the game, right? It gets faster as you move up. So you got to play the game on your feet as much as you can. Um, so that, that involves narrowing up my stance a bit, um, getting on my toes a little sooner and, and just being more patient because fake shots or deeks or whatever, it's, you don't want to be fighting on those. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the big thing that I'm working on right now. Um, and it's, it would affect a lot of areas of my game. And it's kind of, kind of one thing that'll help all areas. So, um, it's kind of what I'm hitting on right now. Tom, you got anything else? Yeah. Reed, uh, well, are you going to the prospects challenge in Buffalo? Have you talked to the Bruins about that yet? Or have they talked to you? Yeah. Yeah. So I am coming to rookie camp and then, um, I will be on the bus down to Buffalo for, I'm not sure, um, how many, the quantity or which games I'll be playing. Um, but I, I think I'll get one for sure. I guess I do have one more question, actually. Um, I, during development camp, um, was there anyone that you gravitated towards as far as other prospects there? We just had um, Matt Poitra on um, a few weeks ago. Did you guys get to talk at all, or is there anyone who stood out to you as someone you kind of um, really related with or anything like that? Give us a scouting uh, report. <laughs> Honestly, the whole the whole draft class, we were pretty tight this this draft or this development camp. We we went for supper on our days off together and stuff. Like Spicer, Portois, Edwards, um, we uh, we we stuck pretty close. So we were all we were all in the same boat, right? Coming to Boston, um, kind of on our own. So we kind of bonded over that. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to coming back for rookie camp and seeing those guys again. And hopefully, meeting a couple new faces that way and 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 making some more connections. 
Edwards can really dump some bodies over the boards, huh? <laughs> he, he, was my, he was actually my roommate, yeah, and he's, oh, he's a little scary. He's a nice guy to have on your team, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't run goaltenders, though. I've, no. I watched him a few times last year. I haven't seen him run a goaltender yet. <laughs> um, I want to go back to the top prospects game real quick and, and to development camp. Now, you took part in the combine uh, before the top prospects game, correct? Uh, I did not. No, I was not. You did not? This year. No. No, no, not the draft combine, the one at, uh, at the, for the top prospects game. You, did, you didn't attend that? I uh, was at like the, what do you, oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Before the prospects yeah. game? Yeah, I was, I was yeah. on that, yes. Okay, and did you do off-ice testing at development camp? We did, yes. Okay, so tell me a little bit about both and what you hated out of them. <laughs> uh, the the prospect combine stuff wasn't too bad, honestly. It was um, like really? pull up, pull ups, high jump, um, some sprints. I think it wasn't. It really wasn't too draining at all. Um, it was just kind of get a get a base of it. Um, they wanted to keep you fresh for the game, I think. So it, it wasn't too much. And then uh, in Boston, it wasn't too bad either. The uh, it was a, a salt bike three mile um i wouldn't say it's a sprint because you can't sprint it but it's you got to keep a pretty good pace and uh the assault bike if you know what it is is no fun so yeah. that one would kind of be my my enemy right now it's, it's a bit of a grind but it's you feel really good about it when you're done so it's it's a win-win situation who was getting the most pull-ups that's always been a competition oh. in the room anywhere you go at the prospect game I'm, i forget who it was i think George from London had quite a few. He was pulling yeah. on. Um, I'm not sure what the what the winner had like twenty maybe. It wasn't it wasn't anything too outrageous, um, but it was still pretty impressive. Um, whatever the guy who won got. Yeah. Do you think one day you can? Seven. Sorry, go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, do you think one day you might be able to beat Zidane Char in a uh, pull-up contest? How many can he do? I don't know. Oh, God. What what, did, what would he hit? He I did 40-something, did he? Yeah, yeah, he's in his 40s. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Miller gave him a run for his money one year. Yeah. But. yeah. yeah. Good for him with that wingspan. That's hard. I to know, right? <laughs> just being able to pull up all of his weight and just that size, I mean, yeah, jeez. Exactly. God. All right, boys, you got anything else for Reed? I'm out of questions. Uh, yeah, just quickly about this upcoming season, uh, Reed. How are you preparing or what, what do you expect? Uh, I know you touched a, a, about it er, a little bit about it earlier. You've got a young team, like you said, most of the core is coming back. Um, Gage Alexander, new goaltender coming in uh, to pair up with you. So, um what, do you, what are you expecting out of this season for yourself and the organization? Yeah, no, it'll start with a, a good camp here coming up. We'll have a really competitive camp, um, especially with all our returners and stuff. And um, no one's spot is really too safe. And uh, like you said, we brought in Gage, who, who fills a void we had of, of another goaltender. So it'll work well. Like competition's always good for us. So um, yeah. I'm looking to hopefully play 45 games this year, 45, 40 games this year. Um, kind of take the take the reins from Polts last season, um, and just stay consistent throughout my starts. I mean, obviously um, there's going to be ups and downs, and it's just kind of how you rebound from those downs that'll that'll pay off, and that's how kind of how you got to learn through it. So 
I'm looking forward to it. And that's kind of, that's kind of my goal for the year. Awesome. Well, we, um, tell all our listeners, uh, to make sure that they get the C- CHL live or CHL TV, whatever they call it this year. Uh, just, and now that the Bruins have a handful of prospects in the CHL, uh, you know, it's well worth it. And if I can, just a quick shout out to uh, to Craig Boschman, or who helped set this up. Um, he sent me a message just yesterday, I believe. I was tweeting out a video of you out with the kids, and he says, "They just LOL, thanks for the retweet." So when you see him, tell him I said thank you and a hello from us. Absolutely, yeah. Bosch is an awesome guy. Really good. Yeah. Really good at what he does. That is Reed Dick, a 2022 uh, six-round pick from the Boston Bruins. Uh, Reed, thank you so much for your time um, and continue to work hard and, and do what you got to do. Like we said, we're going to all have the CHL package. We're going to tune in and watch your games. And, and, and best of luck with Swift Current this year. Thank you, guys. appreciate you having me. Thanks again for tuning in and supporting this week's episode of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please give the show a five-star rating and write a review on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. If you'd like to contact the show for advertising opportunities or to send us a question or topic idea we should be discussing, please send us an email to blackandgoldproductionsllc at gmail.com. Don't forget to share our program on your social media platforms with other hockey fans and follow our Twitter accounts at Black and Gold Pod, at BNG Productions, at Black and Gold 277, and at Kevin underscore O'Keefe 89. Also, please don't forget to check out our official blackandgoldhockey.com website where we cover the Bruins organization from the NHL level down to the prospects worldwide. Peace out.